You watching uh, Fury and Ganu tomorrow? No. Inganu tomorrow. It's hard to say Inganu tomorrow. Inganu tomorrow. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm. I feel like I say tomorrow very Midwestern. I also feel like it's on during the day. Like it's in Saudi Arabia. Okay. See, that's what I thought when they said the fight happens in 24 hours, and it was today at like noon. I was like, what? Yeah. The main card starts at 1 p.m. our time. And for most of those, can you really call it a main card? Who I'll, else is on there? Do I'll be know? honest, I don't think I would have known a single person on there. Now, is is that because it, it like real boxers or is it like celebrities or... I don't think it's celebrities. Okay, all right. Uh, like they literally only have that fight on this website. Uh, so yeah, you need Dazin, Dazon, Dazon, Dazon. What are what are the betting odds on that? Do you have that? Uh, Nganu plus eight hundred, <laughs> Fury minus fourteen hundred. Wow. Which honestly, like you know, you parlay that with a couple other things. And uh, you could make a good three, four bucks. Yeah. So if you're looking, you know, for a way to win a free shot at the bar. Okay, here's the card. Uh, Fury and Ganu, main event. Fabio Wardley against David Adelai. Heard of either of those guys? I don't see anybody on here that, yeah. that I've so heard of. It's literally a one-fight card if people want to get it. Does, uh, does Nganu have any chance at all? I say not really. Not really. I think it's just... Like, in these fights, do we ever see, like, a real knockout? Oh, you see, like, the Conor McGregor finish? I'm talking about when you see, like, a real fighter fight. You mean against Mayweather? Yeah. You know, and it, but it wasn't like he got, like, plopped. And I feel like that's the only way for Nganu to win this. I think... Uh, Fury just kind of keeps the distance. He knows how to box dudes that are big and powerful. That's his job. So Fury's just going to control it. That's why I think it's going to be an easy win. I think Nganu has two things going for him. He has more power than any human being alive in his hands. That's been proven. And he has nothing to lose. Like, if I was if I was in Ganu's corner... Did I say Fury? If I was in Ganu's corner... I would have just told him, dude, just go for it. Just sprint at him, bull rush him, make it weird, make it awkward. Do the Mike Tyson in 1989 where you just throw crazy, no-look hooks. And I'll be land. Because other than that, like I'm going to throw him the towel. If you don't land like that first exchange, his corner should literally throw in the towel. <laughs> like you might as well like he's getting eight million regardless. That's the only good fight on the card though. You know, I better get my entertainment out of that fight. Or at least you know what I mean in name. That's the one everyone's hyped for. 
I feel like Fury's dealt with dudes who are strong trying to, you know, like Wilder. cut him off and run him down and beat him with a big punch. So The difference, though, is like Wilder. And Yanu doesn't box, so he doesn't have any technical skill to really back that up with. A UFC boxing is not the same. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, don't try to box him. Just bullshit. You have him. to. It's a boxing. I mean, you don't have to try to box him, but... Yeah, you don't have to be technical, but you can just try and, like, bull rush him. Yeah, but Fury's he's going to be ready for it. Uh, Fury's also insane. That's so true. who knows what Fury's ready for. He might want to take a punch just to prove he can take it. That seems like a Tyson Fury <laughs> type of thing. And who knows? Maybe that's where everybody's parlay this weekend dies. I don't think he's that dumb, but I've heard he his, is crazy. I've heard his father talk. It... It seems like something that runs in the bloodline. Just doing crazy shit. He's the 2.0, though. He's the smarter version. <laughs> yeah, I think he is. I think his dad I think his dad saved some crazy for him, so. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. And we're back like Damian Lillard in crunch time. <laughs> it's Thurston 10. Dame time, baby. That was awesome last night. It was incredible. And I think the best part about it, and we'll get into it a little bit more later, Giannis didn't play that great. And they played a really good team. Like You could tell, like, Philadelphia, everybody wanted to prove that they were going to get James Harden's starting spot. Like, oh, James is going to get traded. I get to be the guy who shoots 30 times a game. Yeah, like, there was a lot of that going on. Oubre, Maxi, those guys are going crazy. Even Tobias Harris. Yeah, those guys were playing out of their mind. And it didn't matter. And it didn't matter that Giannis wasn't playing great. No, you like to see that. Like you said, we'll get more in-depth. I didn't love that the trend that we keep, like, blowing really big leads continued. But we close it out. And you like to see that. Yeah, 100%. I think if that game happens last year, I don't think the Bucks win that game. No. No. They weren't as... Well, Dame adds another dimension. For sure. But we'll get into that later. Uh, let's for real start the show with the Green Bay Packers. So that's a little depressing. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably put a sad noise in there. Uh, do you want to do a shot first, or do you want me to ask my dumb question first? A shot, and then dumb. Okay, yeah, a shot okay. And then dumb. A shot usually amplifies the dumb. The dumbness. That's okay. what I'm hoping for. We both predicted the Packers to win last week. Yeah, maybe for me, for the last time. I don't know. If you can't beat Denver, there aren't too many people that I'm looking at going, uh-huh, we got them, so... Well, the Packers lost. They uh, didn't really show up, at least offensively, until the second half. Uh, cheers, amigo. All right, you ready for my dumb question? Are yes. the Packers on Caleb Williams' watch? You mean, like, well, could they be so bad they have a chance to draft him? Are they... Or do you think, will they tank? What do you mean? No, I'm saying if worst-case scenario happens... Are they drafting Caleb Williams? Like, they just completely fall flat on their face. They don't win another game. Will they draft Caleb Williams? (laughs) That's an interesting question. 
You know, because I really, I never know what they're going to do. And so I, I almost kind of want to pick what I think they shouldn't do at all. I yes. think so. Because I guess if you shit your pants and you go 2-14, and what did you say? 2-15. 15. They that's, added a game, man. That's even worse. Roger Goodell has bills to pay, bro. Yeah. Yeah, when you have like six pools or something. <laughs> you got that six pool boys. That's true. That you got you to gotta pay. I just think it, if you if you if they shit their pants all the way, it, it's going to be tough to keep the same quarterback after that. There's going to be a lot of pressure to go for Caleb Williams, who everybody loves. Now I'm not part of everybody. I don't love him, but I think if that situation happened, a lot, a lot of people would want that, and they would do it. I think, you know, at a certain point, you got to have your goals, and. I feel like going into the season, the goal was probably, let's try and make the playoffs. A reasonable goal. Reasonable. I don't think anybody thought the Packers were going to bottom out. But now I think the goal for this season is... To not bottom out. To, to find out... The goal this season is to have Jordan Love prove that no matter what the record is, you don't have to draft another quarterback. That's the goal. I don't care. If the Packers bottom out and they go 2-15, and 15, like last week we had that would you rather. Would you rather the Packers win ugly right. or lose pretty, as in Jordan Love throws for 400 yards and three TDs. And, <laughs> and we got the worst of both worlds. <laughs> and we got the worst of both worlds. <laughs> they lost ugly. Like, now it's, it, it doesn't even matter if you win or lose. It's... It's just about Jordan Love looking good enough that, let's say they go 2-15. and 15. Marvin Harrison would look really good as a Green Bay Packer. Would he not? I like that. A left tackle to replace David Bakhtiari would look really good protecting Jordan Love's blind side for the next 10 years. A game wrecker like a Max Crosby or a Miles Garrett or a TJ Watt on the defensive side of the ball. That would be a lot of fun. Those are definitely three needs. I just want Jordan Love to prove that we don't need to draft a quarterback. And right now, if the draft was right now... We're taking a quarterback. Oh, if they if they did it to Rodgers, they'll do it to Love even faster. Yeah, oh yeah. If they traded up to draft Rodgers' replacement, they'll trade every first-round pick they have for the next 10 years <laughs> to draft Jordan Love's replacement right now. So, right now they're drafting a quarterback guaranteed. And I don't think Packer fans are ready for that. I think they are, dude. A lot of people are already like, show me Sean Clifford or whatever. Jordan Love's not the guy and this and that. I think the team is so bad that I can't say it's all Jordan Love, you know. But he, he, no, he hasn't, overall hasn't been great. I want to talk about that, but I'm going to do it by asking you my next question. Is it dumb? Uh, No, this one's a little bit more thought out. Just a regular question? This is more regular. (laughs) And I, I prefaced this earlier, but do you remember last year when the Bucks unfortunately lost as of the one seed? They lost to an eight seed? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that was such an embarrassment for the franchise that somebody had to get fired. And right. the obvious answer was Mike Budenholzer. So, lo and behold, Mike Budenholzer's gone. Somebody's got to take the blame. Right. When... You have an embarrassment in the playoffs or an embarrassing season. Right now, the Packers look like they're going to bottom out. Which, 
I didn't really think was possible. I thought the Packers, like, basement was, like, what the Steelers were last year. Or the Steelers last year, like, 6-11 and 11 or something like that. Probably, you know, sure, yeah. I thought that was, like, worst-case scenario. The Steelers were playing a rookie in Kenny Pickett. But, you know, certain franchises, you know, they have enough pride that they'll never bottom out. Now, it looks like for the Packers, it could go really bad really fast. If that happens, does somebody need to be fired? Yes. And who? Joe Barry. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like he's the easy one. Uh, so definitely Joe Barry. Depending on how the rest goes, honestly, I'm a little, I'm a little iffy on on Matt. You know, everything kind of looks like, you, you know, the meme picture where like it's the little dog and he's in the house. And the house is on fire, and everything's <laughs> on fire, and the little dog goes, "I'm fine. This like, is fine." Or this is fine. Yeah. yeah, like that's Matt Lafleur. Like I feel like that. It's what he always looks like. He always looks like in over his head, but like you could tell he's trying to like. I don't know. He just doesn't seem. We don't adjust well. We we don't come in very well. It seems a lot of coaching. I think the best football teams are the ones who overcome adversity the best. Like, it's really hard to win in the NFL. But you kind of got a glimpse of it from Matt LaFleur last year when they went to London, and he complained for the entire week. Right. Like, oh, this is such BS. We shouldn't have to make all these travel plans. We didn't get a bye week right after. And, like, that's the type of attitude that will rub off on a team. Like... I feel like the opposite of Matt LaFleur is Dan Campbell. And originally, I did not like Dan Campbell. But, like, his team clearly takes after him. No, they didn't last week. They sucked last week. Yeah. But I thought that was going to be a good game last week. I'm selfishly happy it wasn't. But he doesn't have that, all right, guys, we're going to overcome adversity. And I know, like, it's always difficult to speculate about things. But when you have guys who seem like they're okay, seem like they're ready to play, and then last minute they don't play, is this, you know, like, are you not tough enough to overcome adversity? Or is this the Packers mantra now that, like, it's it feels a little bit soft, right? When you have guys who are tweeting out, yeah, I'll be fine. I'm, I'm going to be ready to play. And then they don't play. It feels like there's something systemically wrong within the Green Bay Packers right now. And I do agree that it comes from Matt LaFleur. I'm going to go in a different direction. Oh, All that to go in a different direction. I think the answer is yes. You have to fire somebody. But the answer is Brian Gutenkunst. <gasps> Dude, this team is terrible. This team does not have a lot of talent on it. Everybody wants to draw the parallels to Rodgers' first season he sat for three years, to Love's first season he sat for three years. Everybody wants to draw the parallels, but the difference is Rodgers was throwing to Donald Driver, Greg Jennings, and James Jones. Who was Jordan Love throwing to? Like, when was the last time Brian Gutekunst found a diamond in the rough? When was the last time that, like, he hit on, like, a random seventh rounder or an undrafted free agent? And you just went, wow. I can't believe we got this guy. 
You know, like, the closest I can think off the top of my head is Tunyon. But that's the only one. Like, we keep drafting these first-rounders who are good players but not great. And then it's like, we never, like, find that late-round diamond-in-the-rough type of player. I, but can you really? Is that how you judge a GM? I feel like those guys are kind of lucky and random. Like, there's not a lot of, I don't know, who's a late-round gem other than Tom Brady? Because you're not going to get that. Well, Donald Driver. There's not a lot of double Ds. And, I mean, we used to always find offensive linemen in, like, the sure. fourth and fifth round. Mm-hmm. Like, David Bakhtiari, Corey Lindsley. Josh Sitton, those types of guys. We used to always find people later in the draft. Now, maybe Zach Tom is the next guy. But this offensive line has been awful. Like, if we're not even recruit, or if we're not even drafting offensive linemen, it's going to be tough to win in Green Bay because you need those tough boys in the trenches when it gets cold. Like, I don't know. If you want to go year by year with Brian Gutekunst's draft picks... It's not very pretty. Uh, no, but I feel like he has the fallback of that we all blame Joe Barry. At least for like right now, a lot of the defensive like first round picks maybe not living quite up to expectations. I feel like we just blame on on you know Joe hasn't put him in the right position, which might be true. You you know we don't really know. You know that's kind of what's been frustrating about this season for me. Is that... It's hard to know who's f***ing up. Yeah, like, everybody's f***ing up. And, <laughs> honestly, the one person who isn't f***ing up on the grand scheme of things is Joe Barry. But let me let me give you the Packers' 2020 draft. So this should be the heart and soul of this team right now. Let me know what you think of each pick. Round one, Jordan Love. Too early to tell, right? Still, though, at that time... There were other pressing needs than quarterback. I would agree. Uh, round two, A.J. Dillon. See, it's so He's now, a tough one. I mean, it's tough because the team's really bad, and so I feel like we're going to judge all the picks negatively because of that. Josiah DeGuara. So second, I mean, second round, A.J. Dillon seems really high. is like, what, a backup tight end? He's like four-string tight end. <laughs> Kamal Martin. John Runyon, pretty good. Okay. Jake Hansen, Simon Stepaniak, Vernon Scott, Jonathan Garvin. So, uh, what we got? Pretty bad right there. We got one. Maybe two? Maybe. Maybe? Yeah, like you just Not can't. Great. You can't be doing that. But I also feel like, so I know you picked what you said was the heart or whatever. I, that wasn't the, his best draft. No one liked Jordan Love picked in the first round. Like, Jordan Love, you don't take a quarterback in the first round, like, unless you know that's the guy and he going to play soon. Like, that still wasn't the move. So, I, I don't know. That was not a great one. Not a great draft. You're right. Do you want me to do the 2021 draft? Yeah. Let's do the 21. Eric Stokes? Okay. Not, great. Okay, not great. Josh Myers? Not great. Okay. Amari Rogers? Royce Newman, Tadero Slayton, Shamar Jean Charles, Cole Van Lannan, Isaiah McDuffie, Kylan Hill. That's about as bad as yeah, it gets, no, dude. Right. 
<laughs> like I, oof. That's about as bad as it gets. I thought it was going to get better. I really did. Do you want to do 22? No. Well, we're doing it because I'm here. Quay Walker? Okay. Not bad. Yeah. Devontae Wyatt? Okay. Better. Christian Watson? Okay. Getting better. Sean Ryan? All right. Right? I don't know. Uh, he, he, he was on steroids, apparently. Oh. Romeo Dobbs. He was trying. Okay. Not bad. Zach Tom. Wow. Not bad. Enigbare. Okay. Pretty good. Tariq Carpenter. Yeah. Jonathan Ford. Oh. Rashid Walker. Samari Torre. Like, 22 is not bad. That was, that was not a bad year at all. Like, that's his crowning achievement. But still, there's still not, like, that guy for Jordan Love to throw to. No. You no. know what? I just had a thought. The Packers are getting rid of the Aaron Rodgers cap hit next year. They need to sign a veteran wide receiver for Jordan Love to throw to. And then draft a defensive end. Just an absolute game wrecker. Because they're going to have like the fifth pick in the draft. I think that's what I want. I've gone back to question one. That's what I want. I want a defensive end and a wide receiver in free agency. And I think I'm, we're back. And I don't mean Sammy Watkins. <laughs> Not Sammy, like a real <laughs> wide receiver. <laughs> All right, uh, prediction for the game. You got the line? Onions! <laughs> Only one person gets that joke. And he's a baby. <laughs> so he doesn't even get it. Uh, even. Pulled back to even. Now, I thought the Packers started as like a two-point favorite, and then after the Vikings won... The Vikings went to a one-point favorite. Yeah, it's they, pretty surprising to see it at even. It really is. Uh, they beat the 49ers, and uh, the Packers can't seem to beat anybody with a stick. So I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to take the Minnesota Vikings win by a touchdown. They cover. Give me Packers 24, Minnesota 28. Oh. Uh, I know. So I thought you were going to do it. I thought you were going to be I, the I, I was so hyped up after I realized what we need to do to fix the Packers. And then I realized that we're still going to lose a ton of games this year. Yeah. So, uh, Survivor's Pool, do you want to go through it really quick? Okay. Uh, I did advance last week. I took... The, uh, who did I take? Chiefs. You took the, the Chiefs. Chiefs. Yep. Yeah, the Chiefs. Uh, a lot of people took the Rams who lost. Yeah, I think I did. And a ton <laughs> of people took Buffalo who lost. They lost. So there was like right? 250 people left in it. We're down to like 121, I believe. Okay, who you got? So let me, let me find it. I had it pulled up. NFL. Uh, Packers, Vikings, we just did. We both said the Vikings are going to win, but that's not who I'm taking. If you have the Dolphins left, this would probably be the week that you would take them. Uh, the Patriots are going to Miami. I've already used the Dolphins, so that's no bueno. I did think about taking the Jets on the road, because it's at their own home stadium, over the Giants. Wow. I thought about doing that, but that's not where I'm going. Jaguars go to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's surprisingly good 
and Jacksonville will let you down. I'm not, I'm not doing that one. Atlanta goes to Tennessee. Uh, maybe if that was reversed, if Tennessee went to Atlanta, I think I would consider that. But I'm not doing that one. The Texans go to Carolina. Once again, if Carolina was going to Texas, I think that's that would be one that I'd be very intrigued in. That's a one versus two matchup in terms of draft picks, right? Yeah. CJ Stroud versus Bryce Young. This is where I went. The Los Angeles Rams going to Dallas. That's wow. where I went. Weird. I mean, I don't know. I never trust the Cowboys, but I guess you have to once. You kind of have to once. That's where I went. Uh, the Saints go to Indianapolis. Saints are a one-point favorite. Uh, Eagles go to Washington. Eagles are a touchdown favorite. I I believe I've already used the Eagles, or maybe I, I have them saved. Either way, I'm not using them here. Uh, Cleveland goes to Seattle. Seattle's a four-point favorite. I've already used Seattle. Uh, Baltimore goes to Arizona. Baltimore, a 10-point favorite. That's going to be one that a lot of people take, and yeah. Arizona is somehow going to like find a way to... like. I don't know. Baltimore has been looking pretty good. A lot of people are going to go for that one. Uh, Kansas City goes to Denver. Uh, Cincinnati goes to San Francisco. San Francisco, a five-point favorite. Nobody wants any part of that game. Chicago goes to L.A. to play the Chargers. A lot of people are going to take the Chargers, I think. Yeah. Now, both teams only have two wins. That's Chargers true. are 2-4. and four, Bears are 2-5. and five. Chargers put up a little bit of fight last week. Chargers, eight and a half point favorites. And if you still have them, the Raiders go to Detroit. On Monday Night Football, Detroit, eight point favorites. A lot of people, if you have them, would take Detroit in that game. Yeah. I've used Detroit already. Okay, so yours was? Cowboys over the Rams. I think I'm doing the Chargers. Can I pick the Chargers? Sure, why not? Yeah, I'm picking them. Well, hopefully I'm right. I'll be wrong. Don't worry. Uh, The Milwaukee Bucks played a regular season game. Woo! Damian Lillard looked incredible. What's your Dame Time Excitometer right now? Out of 10? Mm-hmm. 11. 11. It's as excited as it can be. Like, I maybe I don't even know if I said this earlier. I don't love that we blew the lead, you know, like usual. But I like that some Deep, timely shooting from Dame like we've never seen before. Kept us in the game. Like, I remember when they were down eight, maybe. There was that big three from Dame. And then and then the Giannis, little Euro step after that. You know, like, just timely shooting. And 17 for 17 from free throw? He's like the opposite of Giannis from the free throw line. It's incredible. I'm as excited as you could be. I think the biggest shock for me is that I thought Giannis was going to look really good and Dame was going to look rusty. Like, Dame was going to be the one who has to, like, figure it out. He has to figure out where he fits in, this and that. And Giannis was going to carry the team to victory. And it was kind of the opposite. Yeah? Like, Giannis looked like he didn't really know where he was supposed to be. He looked like he was forcing a little bit. Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, There were times when I'm like, dude, you have... 
Yeah, he would get stuck. And I'm kind of like, that's what I don't want to see from Giannis now. 100%. Like, when Philly went on their big run in the fourth quarter to take the lead, I think Philly actually took an eight-point lead in the fourth quarter. I felt like a lot of that, I love Giannis, but a lot of that was just Giannis not being smart with the ball. Like, he was like, I'm getting the ball, and I'm going to make a statement. This is my team. I'm still the alpha dog, and I'm going to carry this team to victory. And when we actually started to look good was in the final four minutes when it was Dame time. Mm-hmm. Also, and then it was like, we're putting the game away, and I'm sure Lillard, like, he's never seen this much space on the floor before. Like, there were times he was wide open shooting threes, and I'm like, this has to be the first time in the last five years for him that he's been this wide open. So that was a lot of fun. I was going to say um, Dame Lillard's number excited, and then I realized he's number zero. Yeah. You know, I mulled it over, too. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. I can't uh, really save a zero, yeah. No. If you're an 11, I'm an el- I'm a 12. Yeah, oh, you're going to one-up me, yeah. huh? Yeah, yeah, I'm going for it. Uh, so like I said, Giannis didn't look that good. Dame looked incredible. Middleton didn't play at all, I think, in the second half. Or if he did, I didn't notice him. When will we see the finished product? You know, for me, it's hard to say just because basketball's a long season. And I feel like we're maybe a little bit, we're a little on the older side. So you, you just hope that everyone gets a lot of, you know, healthy minutes. So I would say... After the All-Star break. So not for a while. I would agree. Um, I think this team is good enough to win a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. at their best. I'm yeah. going to say Christmas. Okay. That's when Dame and Giannis are really going to have it figured out. You're unwrapping the deer. Yeah. We are. We're unwrapping a giant bango who hits threes and dunks over everybody. And even free throws. And... <laughs> I did see a tweet that was like, hey, Giannis and Dame went 20 of 26 from the line (laughs) combined. (laughs) And I was like, well, thank you, Damian Lillard. (laughs) Uh, What's your season prediction for the Bucs? A regular season or a whole season thing? Uh, Just regular season. How many wins? Throw a number out. I believe their over-under was 46 and a half. Over. Done. I would still have to do a number. Yeah, throw a number out. And 58, 8. 58. 58. Okay. Is 60? Is 60? Here's where I'm going to be concerned. And I know like the NBA is trying to cut back on the load management and all that fun stuff. <laughs> like, if Giannis plays 60 games and Dame plays 60 games and they try to stagger them, you know, there could really only be like half a season in which they're both on the floor together. Now, I know the NBA is trying to cut back on that, but I could see the Bucks absolutely just trying to be healthy for the playoffs and not really putting their best foot forward. Uh, so you said 58. I will go 51. Wow. Yeah, a little bit lower. Still okay. over the Vegas over-under, but I'm excited. I think they're a really good team, and I think when they lose... It's going to be because somebody's resting. Yeah, probably. All right, real quick, we're going to go to the Brewers. Uh, Some breaking Brewers news over the week. 
it's not official news. Well, it is official news, but it doesn't really mean anything yet. Craig Council given permission to interview with the Mets. Yeah. Is oh, he yeah. gone? Is he done? I, I think so. I think that means, because it'd be hard to come back, I think at the very least. Maybe he interviews, uh, did he interview with anyone else? I thought I saw Cleveland. I thought I heard Cleveland as well, now that actually that you mentioned that. Uh, to me, he either I think he either moves on or he just doesn't manage anybody. You know what I mean? So either I think he's moving on from the Brewers. Yeah, I tweeted it out, but I if, thought it was fantastic. If Craig Council leaves, that would be like finding out my dad left my mom for a hotter woman. Now that's if he goes to the Mets. Okay, what if he goes to Cleveland? That's like finding out my dad left my mom for an uglier woman. Is that better or worse? That's worse, man. Yeah, well, you at least you're like, okay, good job, Dad. You right, know? like, oh, you found a 21-year-old college chick who, you know, See, I, I said, wants that inheritance. <laughs> now, I mean, I got a fighter for the inheritance, but... Well, I said, I said I thought he was just leaving for milk and cigarettes, and nobody thought that was funny. I thought it was hilarious. Because mm. he said he's just going for a short break, <laughs> and all of a sudden, we literally, like, we're on our way to work to grab a coffee... And we see him on a fucking date. Like, that's what this is to me. Like, going to the Mets, like, seeing the Mets interviewing the, the Cleveland, we're seeing him on dates. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's interested in somebody else. Because I also, like, I thought about it. I was like, okay, he's, he's talking to David Stearns. That's just his homie, right? But he wouldn't waste his homie's time if he had no intention. You know what I mean? So I feel like he has some. He's going to at least think about it. Yeah, he dating other women now. Well, a lot of people have said... And we're not that hot. You know the meme where it's like two hot ladies and there's like the kind of weird looking lady in the full body swimsuit? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Brewers are that third lady. (laughs) I've seen a lot of people that are like, Craig Council's just trying to prove his market value. Then whatever the Mets offer him, he's going to go back to Mark and he's going to ask for the same thing. And Mark's going to match it, and he'll sign a five-year extension. And I'm like, if Mark hasn't realized how valuable Craig Council is, like, how dumb is he? If, I've said earlier, if the Cubs and Brewers switch rosters, (laughs) I see the meme. If the Cubs and Brewers switch rosters, or they switch coaches, I should say, like, I feel like the Cubs would have ran away with the division. Like, that's how good I think Craig Council is. I don't see how Mark doesn't realize the value. Uh, I also saw today Brandon Woodruff was like, I'm hoping that the Brewers offer me a long-term extension. I love it here in Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah, because you want to get paid. And I'm like, like no shit. And I'm like... No one wants to give you a long-term. Like, Mark's got to pay somebody, though, right? I just I don't think you'd give him a long term deal. I don't I don't know. But is Craig gone? Yeah, I think so. I said the Mets, dude. When he goes to the Mets, I'm playing that clip. I I I was really hoping that he was just gonna take a year off and watch his kid play college baseball for a year. But I think he's gone. At this point I think it's gonna take a miracle to keep Craig Council in Milwaukee. All right, let's talk about the Badgers. The Badgers have a big game against Ohio State. Now, is Tanner Mordecai getting hurt a blessing in disguise? Because 
at a certain point, we weren't going to win anything this year. We need to start thinking about the future. Is it better that Braden Locke gets these games and gets this experience this year? Like, is this a good thing in the long run? Maybe. Maybe. No, to me, that still doesn't make it a blessing in disguise. I think Mordecai still gave us our best chance to win. And as you just said, before we went on air, because that's what real people say, I'm about the now. I'm not about the future. (laughs) I'm about the now. And the now is, I think, was maybe Tanner Mordecai. You know, now we have to go finding silver linings and stuff, so... You know, sure, we get to find that out. But you know, I know I would rather have had a healthy team ward. I think it was always probably a pipe dream that we were going to be competitive this year. Now, in the Big Ten West, we are competitive. We're actually leading the Big Ten West right now, even though we lost to Iowa. Iowa lost last week. <laughs> so we are in first place in the Big Ten West. That schedule over the next couple years is so difficult, it's so tough, that if we're not at our absolute best, like, we're not going to win. Like, if this team showed up next year, and I'm hoping that the team improves, but if this team was playing next year's schedule, we'd probably have, like, two wins right now instead of being 5-1. and So, I'm going to say that, yeah, this is a good thing. Braden Locke is still a freshman. He's got three more years of eligibility left after this. I think the coaches love him. He's got to be doing something, right? He let us down to win the game. That was a beautiful pass down the sidelines to Skylar Bell. He probably won the game twice last week against Illinois. Now, granted, Illinois is not a very good team. But Shimmer DK, he hit DK on a crossing route, and there was nobody back. He would have walked into the end zone. And he had the poise and the composure to hit Skylar Bell, I believe, down the sidelines on the next play for a big gain. And then he hit what some people are calling the thick six. The offensive lineman touchdown to win the game. The thick six. So, I like it. But he has a much tougher test this week against Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if... Uh, I don't think we're passing this one no matter who the quarterback is. Well, what's your prediction for the game? What's the line, sir? Ohio State favored by 14.5. It is the biggest home underdog Wisconsin has been in either of our lifetimes since 1989, I believe. So the biggest home underdog Wisconsin has ever been in our lifetimes. 1989. Yep. I think Ohio State, Ohio State wins, but they don't cover. 13. They only win by 13 on the nose. Well, there you go. That would ruin the Ohio State Tyson Fury parlay. Well, screw whoever's making that. It's not (laughs) us. When was the last time a team from Wisconsin really shocked you? They really surprised you. They won a game that they shouldn't have won. Like, I don't know if you can say Bucks and Nets, because the Bucks had just beat the crap out of the Heat the round before. And I was thinking maybe, like, when the Packers beat Dallas in the playoffs, and Dallas was the one seed. Yeah. It's been a long time, and I feel like we're just due. Like, it's coming. We are going to win one of these games that 
nobody is giving us a chance at. Ohio State's going to roll. <laughs> Buckeyes by 28. Uh, you did your Lee Corso right there. You, <laughs> you bait and switch. Yep, yep. It's not going to be tomorrow. All right, well, then you can drive us to Pato for that parlay then. No, it, I think it's free money. Uh, let's do a funsy. All right. It is the time of year in which people dress up and get drunk. Yes. What are you dressing up as, oh. and what would be the Thurston 10 couples costume? Wow. Okay. Uh, so I, um, as you know, a friend of ours, a friend of the show, uh, moved back from California. And when you're in California, they don't have regular parties. You got to have weird parties. You got to have theme parties. And here I am just a normal person thinking that a costume party is already a theme. No. There's got to be a theme on top of the theme. So I'm going to a goblin fairy ghoul masquerade party. And so I'm going to be a Rasta fairy. And I'm going to be pretty much Bob Marley with some wings on. Um, You know? And that's it. Oh, and the if we went, all right, I'm gonna be Giannis, and you're gonna be AJ Green. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you you have a slight resemblance. I do so, look a little bit like AJ Green. Yeah, and I just get a little fade haircut. Easy peasy. And grow about a foot. And I have stilts in okay. my basement, so we're okay. good. We're good. Perfect. Um, give me. I have the beautiful blonde locks. Yeah. You give me a pair of sunglasses and a nice flamboyant robe. And I am the nature boy, Ric Flair. Do it. Uh, I am not going to that fairy ghouls and goblins party, unfortunately. What What would be... How do you incorporate Ric Flair into that? Ric Flairy. Ric Flairy, there it yeah, is. Yeah, you're a Flairy. Rick Flair, oh, that would be good. And they're sparkly. Perfect. That I love it. I love it. Uh, for us, I thought you were going to go Jordan Love, Luke Musgrave. But <laughs> since you didn't, I'm going to go in a different direction. And I will be Tyson Fury. And you can be Francis Ngannou. <laughs> Hi. And, and this has been Thurston Cat. <laughs> How are you going to do the beard? Bro, I got uh, some beard growth cream. Well, that shit better be good. <laughs> really good. And I will grow a beautiful beard and shave my head. This has been Thurston10. Follow us on Twitter slash X at Thurston1069. Nice. Like and subscribe. Basically, wherever you can think of. Cheers. Probst.